Jalen Brown is really a unique kind of guy. And his recent comments in The Ringer and The New York Times have people kind of concerned. Should we be worried about him actually leaving the Boston Celtics? I'll talk about that. And Al Horford lays down the gauntlet. The Celtics respond. Talk about that as well right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday, with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device. Special episodes, uh, bonus podcasts when they weren't. And hey, maybe, maybe the Friday night game against the Indiana Pacers will warrant a quick post-game podcast. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast, whichever app you decide to use. This show exists there. It's also on YouTube. If you'd like to use YouTube as your podcast player, you can do that there. Hop into the comments section. Have a conversation with other Celtics fans. Make it a new home for you. Get off of Twitter. Get off of all these other places. Hop into that comment section. It's a great place to hang out with like-minded Celtics fans. I'm John Corrales. I used to play once upon a time. Now, I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I wrote a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Pick that up at johncorrales.com if you want a signed copy. Today, I'm going to spend the first couple of segments talking about Jalen Brown, his comments to the ringer, his comments to New York Times. A couple of interesting things. How the new collective bargaining agreement could impact the things that he's saying. Why is he saying certain things? And uh, so, I, I mean, I, I find Jalen Brown just a, a fascinating person. Later on, uh, a good piece in The Athletic from Jay King, who was out in Sacramento, with the team uh, getting Al Horford and talking about Al Horford kind of lighting a fire under these guys might've been part of why they played so well against the Sacramento Kings. That's in the third segment. Let's start with Jalen Brown. And I got to start with, um, I, I got to clarify that he's not on some sort of media tour. That's one of the things that's popping up as people discuss Jalen Brown's comments he gave an interview to The Ringer in January. He gave an interview to the New York Times in March on this road trip. The Times published their piece. I don't know if The Ringer had that piece ready to go now or if they were holding it for potentially a playoff. It's typical, and again, I'm not with The Ringer, so I don't know what their editorial process is, what, they, what their thought process was with this piece. It's entirely possible that they saw a big interview drop with uh, the New York Times, and they said, oh, we got we to gotta publish our Jalen Brown story because we look like we're reacting. Uh, it happens at media companies all the time. I've done that. I've had stories, and I'm like, I know that this, this is, or I just saw a piece published. We've got to push ours out too. Um, that, that happens. I've, I've happened to me in a ton of times in television where reporters will come up and be like, I know this other station's going to run this story. We've got to push ours out there too. So we're, we're part of it. And people 
can can see that we did it. So it's entirely possible that the ringer did that. And it looks like Jalen is out there inviting, hey, everybody, big media tour. That's not the case. The And I know Sopan Deb, who uh, wrote the Times piece, he's he's not uh he's not that kind of reporter he he probably put in the request wanted to talk to Jalen Brown I don't think anybody from Jalen Brown's camp reached out and said hey guess what we got something for you so I think this is just kind of like innocent kind of I don't want to say coincidence but two separate things from January and from March that came out at the same time so that sets the tone that sets the record here because one misconception I don't want to. I don't want to paint Jalen Brown as going out to the media and saying, "Hey, I'm not happy." Let me tell you about how I'm not happy. That's not how this went down. But he did say some things that are interesting, and I want to start with probably a quote that you don't think anybody, no one is using this quote, but I think it's an important baseline. This helps you understand Jalen Brown. From the ringer piece, I prefer to be alone at times. I'm not saying that because it sounds cool or it's the healthiest thing. It's just how I'm designed. I'm, I'm okay with being alone. I like space. Quarantine was fine for me. There was nothing wrong with quarantine. That's just how I am. I go through times where you like human interaction, but a lot of time I'm fine with all you humans leaving me alone. I can relate. I can relate to this concept because... Jalen is a contemplative guy. And this is, this is, when I say this is the baseline, everything we're going to talk about in the next segment, especially when it comes to Jalen Brown, flows out of this quote. It flows out of this because it tells you who he is and it ropes in a lot of this stuff that we already know about him. He is a contemplative guy. He is a thinker. He doesn't like to be put in a box. He's not there to fit into somebody's mold. Okay? Molds are predetermined things. You buy molds so you can put dough in them and make your Christmas cookies and stuff like that. Jalen Brown doesn't want to be stuffed into something and come out as somebody else's product. That's the opposite of what Jalen Brown has wanted. That's the opposite of how he's carried himself. So when we're looking at his quotes and you want the proper context, think about him as this contemplative guy. And the important part here is I'm not saying it because it sounds cool or it's the healthiest thing right there. He knows it's not the healthiest thing, but he still prefers to be alone. I Look, I'm a social guy. I like to be, I'm not uh, afraid of crowds or anything like that. I'll talk in public, but I spend a lot of time at home by myself, a lot of time thinking about stuff. And just, and just for me, I'm writing and podcasting for, you know, my audience all combined is in the thousands, right? Jalen Brown is his audience is, is in the millions on a stage that's Jupiter to my like moon, my little moon. Okay. I'm the size of the moon and his 
world is the size of Jupiter. Okay. I'm some 50 year old sports writing podcaster. He is a 20 something black man who is trying to change the world, change opportunities for young black children, change how race is perceived in this country. And Oh, by the way, be part of a championship team, leading a championship team, leading a legacy NBA team, trying to do all of that. And the second he has four or five turnovers in a game, People like me are like, oh, you should be more careful with the ball. It's a different kind of world that he lives in. Okay. And I sit here and look at my world and I'm like, God, man, I'm having a bad day. Having a tough time with some things here. I sit alone. I'm introspective and I start pondering things and I look at the, I, the weight of the world. I look out there and I'm like, God, everything is so messed up. We're screwed global warming, political discourse, blah, blah, blah. And that's just little old tiny, tiny me. Now imagine Jalen Brown with all of the attention he gets, with him being in the spotlight, with family and friends and communities looking to him. And then he wants to sit at home, at home alone and think, bro, that is Heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. It's no wonder sometimes he seems distracted. When he said that, when I read that quote, I thought about the opening line from the Ghetto Boys. My mind's playing tricks on me. The very first line, I sit alone in my four-corner world, my four-corner room staring at candles. And that's, that's what I pictured. Jalen just sitting there in a room full of candles, just staring and thinking. That's who he is on a personal level. That's who he is. Okay, not that he's some shut in or anything like that. I get I get what he's saying. Prefer to be home alone sometimes. Prefer to be on my on my own. Let me let me collect my thoughts. Let me think about all the things I want to think about. It's a lot. So when we get into his personal relationships with guys in the team, his role on the team, his future with the team, this is the foundation when we're trying to figure out how does Jalen Brown think this is the foundation he is a super smart guy he's got a lot on his mind he wants to do so many things and yes his focus is on basketball but his focus is also on other things and there's a lot there when you're sitting alone with your thoughts your thoughts can get away with get away from you I'll talk about all of that stuff, the other stuff, the basketball stuff. Next, just sit there and chew on the Jalen Brown, who he is, and then we'll get into the basketball stuff. Use this as the context. First, I got to talk to you about our sponsor, the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. If you've ever wanted to run your own team, to be a GM and make every decision like hiring coaches and assistants, trading players, training your players, making the picks, navigating your franchise through the ups and downs of a season, upgrading your arena, all of that stuff, then you want to play this game because you can manage all of this stuff, every strategic aspect for your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. It's all in a challenging and realistic game world. The Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as you want, when you want to. It's tough. It's a tough game. 
Uh, if you get it right, you can win championships. If you get one little thing wrong, can derail your whole, whole season. Very realistic. You, the Lockdown Celtics listener, you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, LOCKEDON, in the game store. So make sure you check it out. If you want to download the game, go to probasketballgm.com. You can scan the code here on the YouTube page. It's I keep forgetting where to point. It's right there in the corner there. Your look, your bottom right, my bottom left. Scan that code. Go to probasketballgm.com. Search for it on the app stores. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Head on over to Locked On NBA. In fact, I'd say go head on over to Locked On Mavs today because the weirdest thing happened in the Mavs Warriors game where the Mavs were on one side of the floor and the Warriors were on the other side of the floor on an inbounds play and the Mavs thought they were getting the ball under their basket and the refs just gave it to the Warriors under their basket and they went in for an uncontested dunk. Um, that was kind of weird and stupid and everybody's pissed off about that. So check out Lockdown Mavs. They're going to talk about it on Lockdown NBA. Wild thing that happened in the NBA. So go check that out. Let's get to Jalen Brown's comments. Because there are a few things here that concern. Am I concerned? No. But also, you know what? It's It opens up some interesting possibilities for Jalen Brown. So one quote here from The Ringer where he says, I feel like I still have so many more limits to tap individually to be better, to be a better leader, to be a better player, etc. As for now, I'm just playing my role on the team to help us get back to what we got to do. So nothing wrong with being a part of a team and doing your job. That's how I look at it. Well, that's not great. That's not great. The setup is, I feel like I can do all of this stuff. But for now, I'm just doing this other stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Well, <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. It's the, I can, I feel like I can do all of this great stuff. I'm not doing it now. Right now I'm fitting in, but I do feel like I can do all this great stuff. It is a little bit, I don't know if it's a warning. I look at a lot of this stuff as negotiation. Jalen Brown is savvy. He's a businessman. He knows how these things work. He's a union rep. I was a union rep. I know how these things work. You got to send these messages subtly through whatever other channels you have. Jalen, on one hand, is saying, hey, man, I'm, I'm basically saying I'm being limited. There's, I'm, I'm not playing to my full potential here. But that's what we need. And, hey, you know what? It kind of is a little bit what we need uh, in Boston because I think everybody needs to sacrifice. I don't think anybody. If the Celtics are playing their absolute best, I don't think anybody on this team is actually playing to their full individual potential. Okay? And that applies to Jason Tatum. That applies to everybody. Everybody has to take a step back. Because if you give Jalen Brown 30 shots a game, could he do more? Yeah. If you give Jalen Brown 40% usage, can he do more? Yeah. Do, do the Celtics need him to do that? No. They need everybody to kind of fit into this little sphere. So does this mean that he's 
pissed off? No. Doesn't mean that he's pissed off. But I think from all of his comments, you can you can tell he always feels like he can do more. He wants to do more. That's something that he is looking forward to. Later on in that piece, he's asked about playing with Jason Tatum. He says, I just enjoyed the time that you have now. It's your, if it's your whole career, it's your whole career. If it's not, it's not. Some of the greatest players of all time haven't finished their uh, with their organization. Michael Jordan retired a wizard. As much as we like it here and enjoy being here, uh, you see where life takes you. You see how the process goes. It's another kind of open-ended. And again, I feel like there's some level of, hey, things happen. And then there's some level of, uh, hey, Brad Stevens, hey, front office, just want to let you know, I am open to leaving if you guys try to lowball me again. And I think this kind of where this all kind of stems from. I think this stems from the Celtics in the last negotiation kind of getting away with a, a, a team-friendly deal. He's vastly outplayed that deal. But at the time, look, I think Jalen has to understand that at the time of that contract, he wasn't playing like he is now. And he might, I can hear him saying, because the quotes are right here, if I had the full, my full potential, I would have. I sacrificed and it was kind of thrown at me. I guarantee, I guarantee you he has a feeling of some variation of this. I sacrificed for the team. They came at me with, hey, your numbers aren't great. Your, your numbers aren't max numbers. So it costs him money. I can see that as part of this. If we're reading between the lines, I can see how this, how that plays into this. There's a very simple solution here for the Celtics. And it's with the collective bargaining agreement. That deal is going to get done soon. That deal is, in some ways, going to change how the extension rules work. The Celtics right now can offer Jalen Brown an extension, 120% raise based off his final year salary. That makes no sense. That's not even close to the 30% uh, of the, the cap that he'll get as uh, a free agent, nowhere close to anywhere the, the raises that he's going to it's It's ridiculous for them to even offer it because it's going to be rejected out of hand. So I'm sure they've already had that discussion. Jalen, we, we're not, we're not going to even bother offering you this contract because you're going to reject it. But, the, but if they change the rules and give the team an opportunity to maybe say, hey, we'll give you 150% raise somewhere in that range. You say, oh, well, that, that's, that's close. And maybe if the rules allow for, hey, we're going to allow that 150% raise to get you within the neighborhood and we'll allow you the escalators. We'll allow you to say, if you make an all-NBA team, we can add this. We can add that if the new collective bargaining agreement allows the Celtics to structure a contract extension that will pay him the absolute max and 
give him an opportunity to earn what would be a supermax, then they should offer it right away. And that should solve all of this because it makes just the most sense for him to look at the organization and have them. They value you to this point of we're going to give you all of this money. We're giving you the most possible money that we can give you. That will solve the, Hey, you know, I want to go somewhere. He said in one of these pieces, uh, where I feel needed, where I feel wanted. Nothing makes you feel wanted like the absolute most possible money you can get. Nothing makes somebody feel like they're part of an organization that quite like that kind of money. And I'll take it a step further. And I said this on the Lockdown NBA podcast yesterday. The Celtics should absolutely start the campaign now. Start the campaign now. For Jalen Brown, get the word out there. Vote Jalen Brown all NBA. And you you can even say, vote him as a forward. Start branding him as a forward. Get the get the the tie the Jalen Brown name to the position of forward because that's going to be his path to an all NBA spot. The guards, it's listing him as a guard, it's going to put him in a bad spot because he's behind too many incredibly amazing guards forwards. There are opportunities here because there are guys who've been hurt that aren't going to make it. Kevin Durant's not going to make it. LeBron James shouldn't make it because they just haven't played enough. And if those guys don't make it, that's a big opportunity for Jalen Brown. The Celtics should unequivocally start the campaign. Now, Start that campaign now. Jalen Brown, all NBA forward. Compare him to other forwards. List him alongside other forwards. Start really pushing the narrative of him being a forward. Make sure he knows that you are doing as a team everything you can to pay him more money. Now, there are things with his role that need to evolve. He definitely needs to be a bigger part of the closing offense. This dynamic between Tatum and Brown needs to be more fluid. They need to be a little bit more kind of two parts of the same puzzle versus two separate puzzle. You know what I'm saying? They need to be Kind of like, I don't know, you know, those two puzzle pieces that come together and they don't, they, they don't separate like that's got to be them. They've got to be kind of like one rather than just two separate things that, okay, well today, maybe we feel like playing Jalen more today. We feel like playing Tatum more. No, no, no. If the Celtics go on this campaign and they push for, for Jalen to be an all NBA forward and he gets the message, the Celtics want me to get this knowing that it will cost them more money, knowing that they're going to have to pay more in taxes. That will help him feel wanted. When he sits at home, going back to the first segment, it's all about what's he doing when he's at home and he's contemplating. When he thinks about, I can do more. Do they really want me? Is this the right place for me? I'm struggling with some things. 
if the Celtics come through and push with this campaign and make him feel wanted and hey, if it works, get him that extra money and they give him that extra money and they're just going to say, hey, look, we're willing to pay you. We're willing to pay Tatum. We're willing to pay what it takes because you two guys are the cornerstones of a championship. Then I think a lot of this stuff kind of goes away. I still feel like in his contemplative moments, he's going to say, I can do more. I'm sure he's going to say, if I go somewhere else, I could be this other stuff. And that is also why they absolutely desperately need to do this and desperately need this collective bargaining agreement to come through in their favor. Because what you don't want is Jalen Brown going into free agency. Because I can tell you right now, he'll need to go into free agency if the collective bargaining agreement doesn't change or doesn't change enough. Because that's how he's going to get the most money. And I can see him saying, hey, look, since I'm a free agent, might as well listen to what other teams got to say, right? Might as well. Here's my chance. You don't want other teams getting into his head because then he gets back to contemplating what I said in that first segment. Gets back to thinking. Sits alone at home. His mind starts to work. You don't want other teams pitching that. You don't want other teams getting into his head there because he's going to have a lot of time to pour through a lot of stuff. And look, a lot of time with your own thoughts, they can go a lot of different ways. And depending on how your mood is, depending on how you're feeling, I can speak from personal experience. One piece of information on one day sounds great. The next day sounds horrible. It could be something that costs the Celtics. Could be something that costs them Jalen Brown. I'm not saying he's actively looking to go somewhere else. But if he hits free agency and other teams get an opportunity to pitch him, that has the potential to lure Jalen Brown away. So they need this collective bargaining agreement to come through. They need to be able to show him, hey, we love you. We need you. All the stuff that you were talking about in these pieces, we're going we're gonna to answer that right now with a Supermax contract and this big, big campaign. All right, I think I think that's enough of the Jalen Brown stuff. We can save the rest for another time. Uh, but I, I do feel like, I mean, look, I, I think Jalen is a fascinating guy. Um, and he's, he's good for the city. I think the city needs a guy like that in a, a high-profile position like his. We'll talk about Al Horford, who the Celtics very much need and very much need him off the court as evidenced by what he said to the team before the Sacramento game. That's all coming up next. First, today's show also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, now legal in Massachusetts. So many of you listeners are here in Massachusetts. So download that FanDuel app. Go to FanDuel.com slash on. Now that it's legal in Massachusetts, you, as a new customer get a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars 
but you got to do it through fanduel.com slash locked on. That no sweat first bet gets you bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So download that FanDuel Sportsbook app. Super safe, secure, very easy to use. You uh, make your deposits. Uh, when you win, it gets into your bank account, directly to your bank account. It's in a couple of hours, so you don't have to sit around and wait for a payout. It's it's everything you're looking for in a sportsbook app. It's America's number one sportsbook. There's a reason why we've partnered with them on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can do everything from the money line. You just bet straight winners um, against the spread. Uh, point scorers, three-pointers drain. Uh, you can combine your bets for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. But you, if you want to get that no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets, you got to go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're going to bet, just ask you to please gamble responsibly. Al Orford, the OG, one of the locker room leaders. Everyone on the team respects Al Horford. No one has a bad thing to say about Al Horford. And in Sacramento, uh, Jay King of The Athletic, formerly of this podcast, talked to Al Horford. Uh, Robert Williams talked about how Al Horford had a message to the team. Uh, the guys around the team kind of basically said, hey, look, he kind of let us know. Uh, we have something to play for. And at, that's what Al Horford said, you know, I feel, I feel like we all need to understand what we're playing for. And it's a powerful message coming from Al Horford. I think what we've seen over the past few weeks is maybe a little bit of Jason Tatum. You know, it's not like he forgot how to play basketball. He just hasn't been playing well. Jalen Brown has been playing great. Um, can we get both of them to play great together? Then you get what happened against Sacramento. You drop almost 140 points. I think some guys have kind of tailed off for whatever reason. Boredom, fatigue, whatever it is. And I think Horford, Horford, you can tell when he's pissed. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. He comes out after games. When he's pissed off, his his entire demeanor changes. The, it's in his face. You can see the 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 cadence with which he speaks is very deliberate, and he's normally just like a hey happy guy, casual, easygoing. No, when he, when OG Al Horford has something to say and it's a serious message, that message comes through loud and clear. And the message this time around, I'm sure for the team has to be like, Hey buddy. Hey guys. Um, old guy over here. I don't have time to be messing around. This is our opportunity. Now I'm not coming back next year to say, Oh, well, maybe we can do it next year. My chance is now, you know, I'm sure he didn't phrase it that way, but I'm, I'm doing the Al Horford interpretation. I'm, I'm saying kind of what's going through his head probably. Because this is, I don't know how much productive basketball at this level Al Horford has left. Playing 30, 35 minutes a game, 40 minutes a game if he's going to have to in some of these playoff games. I don't know how much he can do that anymore. He's 
<laughs> the reality is he's in the last few years of his career. This year has been amazing for Al Horford. Amazingly productive. He's evolved into this dead-eye three-point shooter. I keep bringing up that time where he said in the locker room about uh, sticking to it when the three-pointer wasn't falling. And he's like, shoot or shoot. Like, wait a minute. You're Al Horford. What are you talking about? Shooters, shoot. You're supposed to be in the post, man. That's, that's what you've been. But no, not anymore, man. He's out there shooting those threes and shooting them very, very well. I don't know how much of that he's got left. And I'm sure he doesn't know how much he's got left. You know, if you're going to be honest with yourself here, and I think a lot of this can be solved, a lot of every athlete's problems can be solved with just being a little honest with yourself. What can you do well? What can't you do well? That's the stuff I was talking about with Jason Tatum. What can you actually honestly do well? Put the ego aside. Look at what you're doing. What can you do well? What can't you do well? And how much longer can you do this? And Horford's got to be like, hey, man, I'm getting tired. We had our chance last year, and it slipped through our damn hands. And now here we are with an opportunity to go do it again. And now in March, now we're doing this. Now we're messing around. Now we're blowing leads and playing like crap for most of these games and going back to all the crappy stuff we used to do. Now, now you guys try to do this. No, 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 no. Al Horford's time to speak is right now. And he's saying, you guys get your butts in gear because this is my last chance. This is my last best chance. And I'll be damned if I let you guys screw that up. I hope to God that that's what he said. It's not what he said. But man, it would be so cool if that's what he said. And I almost dropped an, uh, uh, or, you know, the rock and said candy asses. You get your candy asses in gear. That would have been fun. I would love it if Al Horford channeled the rock. Yeah. <laughs> Just goes up to somebody. What What did you score last night? Well, I think I scored. It doesn't matter what you scored last night. That would be amazing. When Al Horford speaks, the Celtics listen. And I'm sure Al was direct and clear and nothing at all like what I said. But I'm sure in his head, a lot of what I said was bouncing around. This is true. It's true. I mean, if you guys, honestly, if you guys respect Al Horford at all, if you respect Al Horford as much as you say, then you got to stop screwing around. If you respect Al Horford as much as you say, as much as you tell the media, then all of your own individual crap goes out the window. You say, you know what? We have this chance for us, but we have this chance for Al. I mean, I wrote a piece at the end of last season that said, do it for Al Horford because it, it applied. Like, it, it's the same message applies now. I can't write another one. Maybe i just republish it. But there should absolutely be some level of emotional kind of motivation there 
to say, you know what? Let's give Al Horford the ring that he deserves. And yes, Blake Griffin as well. And yes, some of these other guys as well. I mean, everybody in that room has worked hard and they deserve a ring. But Al Horford has busted his butt. And he has gone all out. He has, he has evolved his game multiple times. Give him the respect that he deserves by going out there and playing hard and making a run at that top seed or at least holding on to the two seed and seeing where it goes. You know what I mean? Get out there, play your best, put whatever other stuff aside and go win that damn title. Give this guy the ring that he deserves. So I'm happy to hear that Horford kind of sent the message to that team before the Kings game. Hopefully this, that's something that carries through here. This Indiana game is going to be tough. Indiana is, is not easy to beat. First home, first home game after a long road trip is always problematic. Always. If they can make it not so, that'd be a pleasant surprise. Are they going to lose? I don't think they're going to lose, but that's, that's a game that's always a problem for teams that go on these long road trips. That first game back is a problem. If they can put that aside and play well and make it an easy game, then I'll be extraordinarily impressed. We'll see. They got a game against Milwaukee coming up. They're two and a half games back in the standings. They're running out of time here, but we'll see what they do. Maybe Al Horford lights a fire under him and they make a run. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. A Celtics practice. Uh, I don't know what we're going to get out of practice there because there's a lot of other stuff going on tomorrow. Um, but whatever happens, I'll talk about it here on the Locked On Celtics podcast. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the show on YouTube. And love it if you shared the podcast. Tell your friends and everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.